0: Hi, and welcome to a podcast that gives you more than what the title promises five minutes of rum. Notes on rum, a few minutes at a time. My name is Kevin Up the Grove. Today's episode features two rums of the Kaloa Rum Company and two cocktails made with those rums the Trader Vic Daiquiri and the Red Tide. So, starting off with the Kaloa Rum Company, uh, Kaloa actually has five rums currently in their rum line. In this episode, we're going to take a look at two of those the white and the gold. Um, so, uh, back last summer when I knew that uh, my wife and I were first planning our trip to Hawaii that year, going to Kauai, um, I immediately circled Kaloa as one of the first stops we were going to take once we got on the island. Uh, Kaloa was a rum that I became aware of probably a couple years ago, maybe back in 2011. I showed up on the shelf um, at the local, it was either Beverages and More or Total Wine, um, and I saw they had a, a white rum, a gold rum, and a dark rum that I saw. I picked up the white rum at the time. Um, and then at Tiki Oasis 2012, I actually picked up a bottle of the dark rum as part of uh, CSI Cocktail Two, which I mentioned a couple episodes back. So I was a little bit aware of the rum before we got there, um, but I knew that this was an opportunity to get to know it a little bit better um, and see firsthand, you know, how their shop looked on uh, on the island of Kauai. Um, and even better, I had set up a chance to interview Bob Gunter, who is their president and the CEO, um, and I got a t- chance to talk to him via phone while I was on the island as well. Uh, so Kaloa, uh, the Kaloa Rum Company first produced a bottle of rum in 2009. So they're relatively new on the market. They're celebrating their fifth anniversary this year, if my math is correct. And when talking to Bob, he mentioned that he built up Kaloa over time while being a part of some of their Hawaiian enterprises. The company itself is primarily all native or near native Hawaiian. So this is definitely a Hawaiian product through and through. Um, Bob said he's personally been in Hawaii for 35 years and had varied jobs in agriculture, including working in the Hawaiian sugarcane industry. Um, and then he had a part in building a small distillery in Maui that made Hana Bay Rum. And then after that was sold and turned over to a different team of people, um, Bob had the, you know, he had the knowledge, the background to start a new distillery. And, he, and, uh, and at that point got the enthusiasm to start Kaloa over on the island of Kauai. So, Kaloa itself, what goes into Ko'oloa rum? They use all Hawaiian cane sugar. Um, it's a, a honey sugar base, not a molasses base. Um, and they're using Hawaii, you know, like I said, Hawaiian cane sugar. They use local water um, from the deepest well on Hawaii. If you've been to Kauai, you know the Wailua River and Mount Wa'aleale. Um, that's the source of the water, and it filters down through volcanic strata and gives it, you know, that. You know, sort of not just local water, but you know, definitely a deeply filtered water through, and something they're proud of as a natural product. Um, when making the rum, they use a five to seven day mash, which they found is ideally suited to the climate that they're distilling in. Um, and remember, the mash is basically, or is these the basic ingredients, which is water, sugar, and honey um, combined for fermentation by the yeast. They are a single batch distillery, and their rums are double distilled. Uh, so their and their facilities are about twenty minutes away from the tasting room. So when I was there, I visited the tasting room, but I didn't actually see the distillery itself. Um, for the distilling, they um, the still that they use is a hybrid excuse me a hybrid copper pot still that was built in nineteen forty seven by the Liberty Coppersmith Company. Uh, of a, it's a capacity of about twelve hundred gallons. Um, it was in use by a Kentucky distillery until the early two thousands. Uh, Bob said he bought the pot still refurbished it and then had it shipped to their distillery on Kauai and it's what he considers to be the crown jewel of their operation. Uh, There's a replica of that still in the tasting room uh, and I took some pictures of that and those pictures are in the show notes for this episode and again it's a single batch operation and they do a double distillation so every rum that they make is is actually you know it goes through this still um, and each one goes through a double distillation process. And like most small batch distilleries, and I picked this up when we went to the tasting room and, and saw their presentation. Um, like most, you know, small batch distilleries and like Montagna, which I talked about in episode 18, uh, they do take a pride in how they cut their distilled product. So by cutting, they're referring to the distillate as it comes out of the still. Uh, think of the distillate as it comes out of a still as an entity having a certain length. Uh, the initial portion that comes out of the still is com- is called the head. And then after a certain amount of that has come out of the still, it's cut. And the middle section that comes out after that is what they keep to actually bottle. Uh, the person doing the distilling needs to know when to cut again and then leave the tail out. You don't want the end the end product either. Uh, the tasting rep there while we were at the uh, tasting room mentioned that they sell off the head and the tail to other manufacturers but didn't name any names. Uh, but in essence what you're doing is you're keeping the best part and knowing how to distinguish what that good part is, is one key um, skill that a distiller has. And if you're interested in seeing this process on video and you missed out um, in episode 18, when I talked about Montagna rum, there's a link in the show notes for episode 18, but go back and check out that episode. And there's a little bit of, there's a video linked in that, uh, that shows this process in a, in a smaller form, in a, in a shortened form. So the rums in this episode that we're going to talk about again, Kaloa has five rums currently in their line. And we're going to talk about two of them today, and then I'm going to save three for a future episode. The rums that I'm going to talk about today are the Kaloa White Hawaiian rum and the Kaloa Gold Hawaiian rum. And we're going to start uh the same way that they taste them, which seems to be the natural order. And we're going to start with the Kaloa White Hawaiian rum. This rum is um you know the standard 40% ABV or alcohol by volume. So it's 80 proof, um, and it runs in the normal liquor store about $28 a bottle. In terms of appearance in the glass, um, the, you know, it's, it's crystal clear or white if you want to go what they say, with what they say on the tin. Uh, looks indeed like runoff from the Wailua River, which is, uh, you know, seems natural for where it came from. Um, and rather than legs, I've noticed when it swirled or when I swirled in the glass, it kind of gathered like raindrops on the glass after being swirled, as opposed to, you know, drying down with really long legs. The aroma on the rum, very clean, um, a little astringent. Uh, Now, we've sort of left behind the river runoff illusion. We definitely know that we're dealing with a alcohol here. Uh, There's some baked vanilla scent, um, maybe in the background there a little bit, but still it's, you know, very clean. Um, And also compared to a darker sipping rum, you'll note a real lack of sweetness in the aroma of this rum. When tasting it, um, maybe a, a touch of heat and a little bit of pepperiness on the tongue, um, but I'm going to go back to that clean motif, clean and crisp. Uh, no real sweetness to be had, um, as I would expect for this type of rum. There is a small hint of grassiness or vegetation, uh, but not in the same way that you uh, would experience it with an agricole rum. With an agricole rum, that's very pronounced. Here, it was definitely something that was lurking in the background and not at the forefront. Um, and in terms of finish, the you know, it's a a fade that's relatively mellow, uh, maybe a flash of heat on the back of the throat, and then a gentle fade. Um, Overall, I would, you know, summarize this as a nice clean rum that can be sipped neat, um, but really should be made the star in a relatively simple cocktail like a traditional daiquiri. Um, That way it gives it a chance to shine, but you don't want to bury this rum in a four, five, six, seven ingredient, you know, complex cocktail where you're not going to let the unique characteristics that it have, that it has Uh, come out to the forefront. Now I have actually used this in a Mai Tai variant um, and while it doesn't really assert itself in that case it did play a comfortable second fiddle to an Appleton rum and made a very nice Mai Tai. Um, Some cocktails again that I would recommend with this rum maybe a Hemingway Daiquiri or the Trader Vic Daiquiri which we'll get to in a few minutes Um, and then while we were on vacation I picked up a bottle of white rum and gold rum and the Kaloa coconut rum and then I used the white and the gold uh, to sort of improvise a Mai Tai while we're on Kauai, um, which, although probably not the best Mai Tai I've ever had, um, is better than the general Mai Tais that you get from the tourist resorts on Hawaii. Uh, next, let's take a look and take a taste of the Kaloa Gold Hawaiian Rum. Uh, this is like the white 40% ABV or alcohol by volume, also 80 proof, and also about $28 a bottle in the store. Um, in terms of appearance, again, it's you know more truth in advertising. It's very light gold, both in the bottle and in the glass, um, and almost more of a maybe more of a dark blonde than a gold, uh, kind of a champagne color in the glass. Aroma maybe slightly more astringency than the white, but nothing too noticeable. Uh, picked up notes of honey, and then maybe another small hint of vanilla, but even less pronounced than the white. Um, and then if you don't you know if you don't try too hard, maybe a little bit of Uh, butteriness, but I could be just sort of making that up as I go. Um, In terms of taste, I found this rum compared to the white to have just a little bit more body and just a little bit more heat than the white rum. Uh, Definitely still dry and definitely still not very assertive. Um, It's a step away from the white, but a small step away from the white rum. And in terms of finish, um, I give it a little bit longer finish than the white, especially on the tongue. And then if you give it a minute or two, it kind of hangs around in the throat. A little bit as well so generally a longer finish than the white but not a real long finish like a like a longer aged rum or a overproof rum or something like that um this is another rum that i characterize as good for mixing um i get more on on the nose and on the finish than on the white but probably not enough to stand on its own if you're just going to sip it neat um it'll sort of wear. you know i won't say it wear out quickly but it doesn't uh, it doesn't hold its own the way like a darker um or a longer aged rum does good rum to sip neat. I just really wouldn't have more than a couple ounces at a time. In terms of recommended cocktails, um, this uh, rum would work well in an Outrigger, which we talked about in episode one, which normally uses a Barbados gold rum. Also would work well in a Dawn's Special Daiquiri. I made that. um, That would be my choice if I was going to put this in a cocktail uh, normally. Um, And I featured that in episode six. That's normally used with a gold Jamaican rum. Um, And I thought this uh, Hawaiian, the cold excuse me, the Kaloa Gold Rum worked well in that. And then the Red Tide Cocktail, which we're going to talk about here in a couple minutes, which is another uh, daiquiri-style drink that features gold Jamaican rum. And I think the gold Hawaiian rum works well in there as well. All right, and because we have two rums in this episode, it seemed to make sense to do two cocktails in this episode. Uh, So starting off with the White Rum and the Trader Vic Daiquiri. Um, The Trader Vic Daiquiri itself, uh, you'll find the recipe, one of the places you'll find the recipe is in that uh, maligned book, Trader Vic's Tiki Party, which I have linked in the show notes. Um, it's not necessarily the best book, but there are some good recipes in it, including this one. Um, and I just find that really what you need to do is just substitute the rums that they call for um, into, you know, substitute your own rums. And when they call for, you know, white Trader Vic's rum or gold Trader Vic's rum or dark Trader Vic's rum, just substituting your own rums with your own good judgment and you'll find some, some of those recipes work really well. Uh, the recipe itself um, I like this one because it features a lot of white grapefruit juice, um, which is even better if you can get it fresh squeezed. Uh, personally, where I live, despite the fact that California grows a lot of white grapefruit, it is next to impossible to find in a grocery store because most people like pink grapefruit. Um, so I will either buy the little cans of the, you know, the unsweetened white grapefruit juice from like Ocean Spray and keep those on hand. Or if I can get to the farmer's market, they always have white grapefruit um, simply because they're not selling it through a grocery store. So I can pick that up and fresh squeeze really works well in here. It's just a little bit harder to find than, uh, than limes. So I'm not going to hold to the same uh, fresh lime juice or dye standard as I would for, uh, for you know, w- that I would for lime juice. So the recipe itself, two ounces of white rum, in this case using the Kaloa white Hawaiian rum, one ounce of white. Uh, grapefruit juice fresh squeezed if at all possible one half ounce of fresh squeezed lime juice one half ounce of simple syrup and then one half ounce of maraschino liqueur um, in this recipe when i'm making it with the kolo rum i dial that back to about a quarter ounce of maraschino liqueur maraschino liqueur we'll talk about in a future episode um, but the short version of it is a it is sharp tasting uh, strong liqueur that can, um, if not used carefully, sort of take over the flavor in a drink. And so in this case, I would use a quarter ounce with it. Um, other white rums, you can probably get away with the full half ounce. It really depends on whether how much of the white rum you're actually trying to taste. So combine all of those ingredients into a cocktail shaker, shake with ice cubes, and strain into a chilled cocktail glass. Um, there's a picture of this cocktail in the show notes. Um, this one in particular Is one of my favorite daiquiri variations. Um, Some of the subtleties of the Kaloa get mixed in with the sharpness of the fresh grapefruit and the maraschino. But if you compare this cocktail made with Kaloa to this cocktail made with a different white rum like Don Q, I think this one ends up being just a little bit smoother. Um, If you're having two, make the first one with Kaloa and then step down to a different white rum for the second one. So next up, uh, let's make something with the Hawaiian Gold Rum, the Kaloa Hawaiian Gold Rum and we're going to make the Red Tide. This recipe comes from Beach Bum Berry Remixed. In the caption for that recipe, or for the recipe in that book, Jeff Berry mentions that this is a close approximation of the Bacardi cocktail, uh, though he learned that after the fact, after he actually concocted this recipe, he went back and found that it was very strikingly similar to the Bacardi cocktail from 1936. His version calls for gold Jamaican rum, but it seemed as though the gold Hawaiian rum might be an interesting choice to use here. Um, although they're not, too similar, there are a couple of common elements from Jamaican rum and Hawaiian rum. And in particular, the pot still that Kaloa uses, you know, gives it a little bit of a a line into a Jamaican rum, which is very often a pot still rum as well. The recipe itself, uh, quite simple, three quarter ounce of fresh lime juice, one half ounce of homemade grenadine or pomegranate syrup. Um, And again, you can find the recipe for homemade grenadine in episode 14. There's a link to that in the show notes. And then you're going to use one ounce of gold Jamaican rum, or in this case, substitute one ounce of the Kaloa gold Hawaiian rum. Combine all those ingredients into a cocktail shaker, shake with ice cubes, and then strain into a chilled cocktail glass. And again, there's a picture of this one in the show notes as well. Um, This one, this cocktail here, actually have at arm's length. And this is a nice, simple, light, and a little bit tart cocktail. Um, If you were using... Commercial grenadine, it would probably be too syrupy and lose the subtleness of the Hawaiian rum and the sharpness of the lime juice. The syrup would kind of coat those things at the proportions that you're making it with. Um, If you are using a gold Jamaican rum, it may provide a little bit more punch through some of the lime juice and a little bit more funkiness. But this one seems true uh, true to its roots as the Bacardi cocktail because the Bacardi cocktail clearly would have been made with Bacardi rum. And this Hawaiian gold rum does share some characteristics with a with a Spanish-style rum. So it sort of makes a good, you know, approximation of that Bacardi cocktail or how it would have been served back in the 30s. So that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening in an upcoming episode, but probably not the next one and maybe not the one after that. We're not sure. Um, I'll talk about the remainder of the Koloa line, uh, which is their dark rum, their spice rum, and their coconut rum. Um, and you definitely want to tune in for the coconut rum, Because it is bar none, um, well, you know, it's not a great category to begin with. But trust me, it's a really good rum. Show links for this episode are up on the 5 Minutes of Rum website. That's number5minutesofrum.com. The show is also on iTunes as 5 Minutes of Rum. You can subscribe there, rate the show there, and even leave a review there. Uh, There's been another new review on iTunes since the last episode. Thank you very much for leaving that review. The show is also on Twitter as at 5 Minutes of Rum. That's the at symbol, number five, Minutes of Rum. Uh, You can send in uh, comments, corrections, feedback, and requests via the 5 Minutes of Rum website or on Twitter. And now, go get some rum.